0: Hallelujah, turn with me if you will to um, Hebrews 10 and uh, we'll kind of take this on home today and uh, we uh, have flags for everybody uh, out uh, in the, when you leave, uh, uh, out in the hallway there you'll see a bunch of them there, you're welcome, to take one of them, praise God, hope we got enough for everybody or, or at least make sure every family at least gets a, one or two of them and then also we're going to have Italian sodas. Seems odd, you have American Day and we're going to have Italian sodas, but maybe, how about Italian-American improvised sodas? Somehow, that yeah, doesn't do it either. But anyway, praise the Lord. Uh, Trudy brought out, you know, in Isaiah 59 that, you know, when when the enemy comes in, you know, like a flood, and of course there's always a little bit of uh, talk about where the comma is on that verse, and really, it, it, it to me, it... Either way, it doesn't matter. The, the, the statement is this, that when the enemy comes in, tries to get in, uh, what's he do? He lifts up a standard. Amen. Well, that's the same with you and me. This is part of our resistance is lifting up a standard. Of course, now she brought out the thing about the flag or the insignia, uh, and so, uh, you know, the banner. Uh, but I'm also going to talk a little bit more about what it means, amen, as far as a standard because it refers to convictions. Yeah. A stand. Yes. Amen. And so I want to kind of come at that angle here today. And, and uh, so I'm going to look at uh, verse, let's see here, verse, uh, verse 19 is where we'll start. So Hebrews 10 and 19, I guess I better get there. All right, verse 19 says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness or confidence, I'm going to kind of maybe define a little bit of this as we go through it uh, to make sense of what we got for you today. Uh, having boldness or confidence to enter the holiest by the blood of, the, uh, blood of Jesus. Now, the holiest, of course, is referring to the inner court, the holy of holies, but it refers to a face-to-face encounter or the presence of God, Amen. which is going to come up here uh, before we're done. It says, by a new and living way which He consecrated for us. i about what Jesus did. Or in other words, He dedicated or made a way for us through the veil that is His flesh. Now, I mean, there was a price paid. Amen. You know, I think about even our nation. uh, You know, we're uh, you know, freedom is a wonderful thing, but freedom isn't free. It costs some people a lot. Come on, some people cost them their life, and uh, so a lot of blood, sweat, and tears uh, went into us having a a, a free nation. Amen. And uh, of course, I mean, we could get off on a lot of different uh, tangents on that, but uh, the bottom line is, it freedom isn't free. And uh, it's the same thing as far as what, what you have in God. It's, it's free to you and me, but it wasn't necessarily free. There was a price paid. Right. Amen. So you could, have, uh, you, know, you could have what he's talking about in here. Okay, so he made a way through the, the veil, which is, he explains what that veil is, his flesh. He paid a price for that. And having a high priest over the house of God, all right? Uh, so everybody say the house of God. That'll come up. Let us draw near uh, with a true heart in full assurance, or entire confidence, that also means, in in full assurance of faith, okay, having, here we go, our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, and our bodies, which actually literally means whole being here, washed with pure water. Now, Ephesians 5 brings out the washing of water by the Word of God, so it's kind of what he's referring to here, all right, so that becomes a key thing here. Alright, so then he says, let us then hold fast the confession of our hope or our, uh, or our expectation without wavering. Everybody say without wavering. Now I'm going to come back to that statement here in just a second. For he who promised is faithful. How many know God is faithful? If God said something, if God promised something, how many know you can bank on it? Now, uh, you know, it used to be, you know, you just a, a man's word was enough. Come on, and you know, or a handshake was enough. Now we're in a day and an hour. You know as well as I do that uh, you know you might be uh, you have a one. One, uh, you know, let's say an organization or a couple organizations coming together going to have a contract, and they might sit down in a boardroom, and they are sit there and kind of hash out that, that contract, and they're going to have a group of men or women uh, sitting in there, and they're all kind of hashing out uh, the logistics of this contract. And uh, to, to, today, the sad thing is they probably got another boardroom down the hallway looking for all the loopholes. Are you hearing me? And there's a lot of craziness that goes on in our country because everybody's looking for the little loophole because they've lost their honor or their integrity. Come on. And a lot of stuff that goes on is because of that kind of stuff. But God is always faithful. He doesn't waver. Amen. If He told you something, spoke something, guess what? You can bank on it. Amen. He is always faithful. Faithful. Everybody say, God's faithful. Praise wow. God. How? Let us hold fast the confession of hope without wavering, for He who promised is faithful, and let us consider one another. All right? Look at your neighbor and say, that would be you and me. Come on. Let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of Of ourselves together. Now, we took, you know, earlier in the year, we took quite a bit of time and kind of, you know, spent some time talking about what it means to assemble and the importance of that. Of course, we know he's talking about assembling in the house, but I believe it goes beyond that, all right? And I'm going to kind of explain that here in a minute. For not not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another or encouraging one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. In other words, everything he's talking about here, amen, ought not be something you're backing up in, it ought to be something you're increasing in. Can I hear a big amen? Amen. Now let's go and look at a verse here. In verse, uh, verse 23, it says, Let us hold fast, let's hold fast the confession of our hope. Now some translations say profession. Okay, uh, now it's talking about uh, laying hold or seizing. Literally, means to remember in mind. But it's talking about our confession or profession, which is a, a homoslogia, is the Greek word again, referring to a covenant acknowledgment. Amen. But it refers to what he's talking about here: is let us stay firm in what we say and firm in what we do. Is what it's referring to. He's talking about here. He's talking about conviction. He's talking about a standard. Let's not back up on our standard. Let's not back up on our convictions. Let's settle it, praise God, and do what it takes to stand firm in who we are And what we have in Christ, based on what he's done for you and me, let's not back up. Let's move forward and do it all the more as the day approaches. In other words, as we know the Lord is coming, praise God. So when he returns, we ought to be a people with more conviction, more standard. Come on, somebody. More of a stand than we've ever had before. Not backing up, but moving forward. We're in a day and hour that everything has tried to divide us, tried to pull us back, tried to get us to quit, put a stupid mask on, do this, do that. Oh, did I say that out loud? The whole thing is trying to shut you up, trying to separate you, trying to divide you. All this political garbage and all this financial garbage of, of trying to, uh, you know, uh, political gain and financial gain, all this stuff that happened that was just wrong. But the idea was to shut a nation down. And it wasn't just the nation. It was about shutting down the church, shutting up the church, getting the church to divide. Come on. And a lot of that happened. A lot of our loved ones have pulled away, backed up, and quit. And why is that? Well, we lose sight of our standard. We lose sight of our convictions. Now, listen, I'm not mad. I'm not upset. I'm just saying that, you know, we got to maintain our standard. We have to maintain our convictions. We don't back up. We move forward. We take ground. Are you still with me? Am I boring you? Or am I offending you? Now in this text, uh, this is what jumped in my spirit because you see multiple things in this text that helps you Hold fast the the confession or the profession of our hope without wavering. There's multiple things that are in this text that show us how you, in a sense, maybe maybe not just hold fast, but maybe maintain your convictions. Maintain, come on, your uh, standard in who you are and, and, and whose you are as a child of God with me all right so if you kind of look there's several things that have to happen if we're gonna maintain this number one is up there in verse 19 it talks about uh, the holies It's talking about that that holy of holies He's talking about that secret place that that place of God amen verse 19 again it says brethren having boldness or confidence to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus you've been given an access come on somebody to the inner court, come on, the presence of God based on what Christ has done. But if you don't maintain some time with God, you're going to start backing up on your standard. You're going to back up on your convictions. You have got to spend time in the presence of God. Jesus made a way for you to do that. That's why he says you can have, literally, you can have assurance and confidence, amen, when you come into the things of God or into the presence of God because of what Jesus has done for you. So I'm just going to say this. Don't don't slack off on your time with God. Even through this whole mess that we went through the last, whatever it's been, 15, 16 months. I don't know how many months it's been, all this uh, stuff, but... uh, uh, you know, a lot of people that have backed up because uh, they 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 didn't do what was necessary to maintain conviction or maintain a standard in their household. And if you're not spending time with God, I'm guarantee you, nobody. Now, hear me. Nobody is exempt from the repercussions of backing up. Your excuses aren't justified. We're all called to maintain our standard in God and maintain conviction. And as, as the Scripture says here, as the day approaches, it ought to be increasing. You ought to have more conviction now than you did a month ago. Now I got awful quiet in here. So there's multiple things in this text. Number one, we see the holiest, in other words, time spent with God, the presence of God. I'm just going to use it that way. Amen. So Jesus made a way so I could go into the holy of holies. I can spend time. Amen. It used to be only the high priest could do that. Come on, somebody. But now it's open. The veil has been rent based on what Christ has done. We all now have access into the presence of God, the Holy of Holies, the inner court with God, the secret place of God. Come on, somebody. Every one of us have access to that. Amen. And you've got to maintain that. I can't do that for you. You can't do that for me. And when I'm not doing it, I notice it. And probably if you were honest with yourself, if you're not doing it, you'd probably notice it. So in order, to, in order to hold fast our confession, hold fast our profession, hold fast to our standard, our convictions, then one of those key things is time spent with God. It's got to be there. you gotta, that, You got to hold yourself to that. All right, now, I'll leave it alone. Italian soda is waiting for you. (laughs) Keep a smile on your face. All right, all right. What's the next one here? Well, it goes down here. Let's go to, uh, I want to go to the verse uh, 22 where it talks about uh, drawn near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having uh, our heart sprinkled from an evil conscience. How I many know if you're not doing what's necessary to keep the heart clean, the heart gets pretty rancid real quick. The word's real clear: whatever's in the heart is what comes out. You live your life based on what's how the heart's the heart of man, the core, the center. All right, everything comes out of the heart. Jesus said, everything does. So he says, if you want that clean, he says, and our bodies are our, our whole being, okay, spirit, soul, and body, washed with pure water, and the scriptures in Ephesians 5, as I said earlier, talk about the washing of water by the Word. Okay, so here's the deal, okay? The Word has got to be going into you, or you will never maintain conviction. You will never maintain a standard. You're going to back up all the time. You're always going to be in reverse mode instead of forward mode. So you got to have time spent with the master himself, and you got to have time in his word. you got to have word time. And not just when you come to church. And by the way, not every church gives word. I'm going to leave that alone. But anyway, the point is, you got to be also a person of the word. Time spent in the Word, there's got to be devotional time in that Word. Amen. And I recommend not just get a a devotion, a little quick read there. I read my chapter and then move on. There needs to be students, people that study the Word, spend time in the Word. Let the Word speak to you. Some of the reasons that we, we don't have conviction is there's no Word going into us. Now, these are things that are necessary. I can't make you read your Bible. But wouldn't that be cool if I could? I can't make you read your Bible, and you can't make me read my Bible. I have to to keep myself in check by time spent with him in his presence and time in his word. And I know this. There ain't nobody on planet Earth wants to be around Pastor Jerry when there's no word or presence going in his life. I know that about me. So I know that if I'm going to, listen, I've been saved for over 35 years, and I know that about myself even to this day. If there's no word, no God, I'm in trouble, and you're all in trouble. (laughs) Nobody's exempt from this. Nobody's exempt from it. You don't get so saved, I mean, it's so, so much a God in the beginning that you can go ahead and coast and maintain till the end. Now, I'm not saying you got to get reborn again all the time. I hope you all heard that right. But you do got to keep your time with God and your time in the Word of God. It's got to happen. Look at your neighbor and say, stay in the Word. Amen. Hallelujah. Verse. Uh, let's see, verse... Uh, I want to back up, maybe he talks about having a high priest over the, this is verse 21, the house of God, and then he goes down here in verse 24, let us consider one another in order to stir up good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves. So here's the one thing I want to bring out there, the house of God. Somebody said something, well, I was down to working out at the gym, and, and one of the guys down there said, that, oh, you belong to that church that the pastor requires you to go to church. And I think I made a comment about that a while back, and I I can't no more require you to get up in the morning, let alone require you to go to church. But all I can do is tell you what Jesus says about it. And I do know this, that the people that don't maintain the house of God, don't maintain their walk, uh, you know, as far as their families coming to the house of God, they're always backing up. They're not moving forward. They're backing up. And then all of a sudden, here comes the enemy, slithers in, and starts stealing and ransacking. So, for me, it's just another one of those things. Amen. Now, I love the house of God. I love the house of God. Well, you better, you're the pastor. Listen, I love the house of God before I became pastor. I love the house of God. There's just something about coming together in the house of God and hearing God and in the presence of God and and learning about God and and just just getting all the yuck off you that's out there. Sometimes just walking in, you just feel like there's that that decontamination sprays you when you walk in. Sometimes just get them to the house of God. What do we do about it? Get them to the house of God quick. everybody's got to have their little opinions and their little, little well, you know, not, we don't really, we are the house of God. We don't really need to go to the house of God. Really? Foo? <laughs> no, you need the house of God. Amen. And I, I suggest pick a good one. I suggest pick a good one. got a lot of other people listening and watching, so amen, so no matter where you're at in the nation, no matter where you're at, what country you're in, amen, I guarantee you somewhere around you there's a house you belong in, amen, that you can go in there, amen, just so you can just walk in there, get a little bit of God, get the junk off, praise God, hallelujah, sometimes it's just about get the junk off, because I don't, you just walk out there, I mean, you're going to go out there and get Italian sodas here in a minute, and just be cautious because all this other stuff wants to get on you. So he says, that didn't seem edifying. Listen, you gotta recognize everything out there that's just that's just curse everywhere. That's why you constantly want to get under the banner, under, praise God, the covering, under the hoopah. Do whatever you can to get under the hoopah, amen, to get the junk off. And I found I, I'm still learning. Come on, somebody. I don't know everything. Somebody say, ah, that's the truth. I don't claim to know everything. I really don't. I just say, I just need it. i gotta, I got to learn. i got people speak to me, speak into me. Come on. I have, it's amazing what you glean and what you learn just by coming to the house of God. And not even just what comes off of, out of a pulpit. Sometimes it's just the fellowship and the communion, which is my next point. Come on. Because not only is the presence of God important, the word of God important, the house of God important, But the people of God talks about coming together, right? Talks about, praise God, considering one another. I come to the house, amen, also to connect with you. And it don't just have to happen in the house, obviously, but there's something about when the brethren connect. There's something about it. It's The the little rough spots get get rubbed off, and, the, and the, some of the stupidity falls off. and You know what I'm talking about? I mean, the spirit of stupid is one of those things that hoovers out there. And you walk off, and, and pretty soon it starts... What is it? It's this ugliness, this spirit, and sometimes it's the spirit of stupid... It just clings, and and you're going along and living life, and somebody says, what's all over you? Nothing. No, I think it's stupid. No, 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 I don't have stupid. No, it's stupid. But see, if you don't get around people, and people go, hey, that's stupid. Right? Am I the only one getting this? Sometimes you got to get around people that go, you know, that's not right. That's no, that's off, dude. Where you been hanging, dude? Don't think that way, dude. You need to get back in the house, dude. You need to hang out with people that tell you that's stupid, right? Now listen, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, this is all stuff. If you want to maintain a standard. You want to maintain, amen, a conviction. These are things that have to work in you, praise God. These are things you got to maintain. You got to be in in the Word. You got to be in His presence. You got to be in the house. You got to be around people that know these things, that'll help you with these things, that'll encourage you, speak life to you, speak truth to you. Come on, think about this. Okay, and I'll let you go with this. Okay, you can sip your Italian soda on these thoughts. Think about everything when you're backing up. You don't want to be around any other Christians unless they're carnal Christians. You don't want to come to the house of God because there might be an opportunity for me to be convicted about something. You don't want to be in the Word of God. Come on, because I might be reminded about where I need to be right now. I don't want to spend time in the presence of God because He's probably going to call me on something. Come on. Think about it. When you're trying to avoid the house, avoid the word, avoid this presence, avoid each other, there's probably a good, good chance there you're not moving forward. Amen? That's the truth. All right? So lift up that standard. Come on, lift up that banner, so to speak. Lift up that conviction. Stand firm. Hold fast your confession and your profession in God. Amen. Hallelujah. Stay locked onto the things of God, the Word of God, the presence of God, the house of God, the people of God. Praise God. And watch what God can do, not only in your household, but in your region, your communities. Hallelujah. Your nation. I'm still believing. Praise God. The church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus Christ is rising up, and still going to bring change to this nation. Praise God, yes. Hallelujah! But we can't be asleep. We can't be backing up. We can't be, uh, you know, uh, be that uh, um, an apathy and that, uh, you know, that kind of mess that just somehow gets you all kind of, you know, sliding into uh, to doing nothing. Do what it takes to stay on top and maintain the standard and your convictions. Can I hear a big amen today? Did you get something today? Come on. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to watch the video of this message, head over to vimeo.com forward slash WO Victory, or go to Jerry Roberts Ministry on Roku. For more information about who we are and what we do here at Order Victory, check out the website at wovictory.org. That's wovictory.org. See you there.